Milan, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoyling. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang, for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Queen, we are the champions. It's officially signed, sealed, delivered. It's over. We have our champions on the men's and the women's side. Congratulations to the University of Bethany Lutheran on the men's side and the University of Northwestern St. Paul on the women's side. They wrapped it up earlier today. This is the instant reaction of the championship games. It's the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast. Ryan, you were there at the Erickson Center on the call. How emotional was it in there? I mean, it had to be a great feeling. I mean, there wasn't like people crying, walking around. What what was the vibe when it finally went final? Yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> if there were tears being shed by some people in the gym. I would guess maybe there Probably. was from some people. I can't say that I saw any of it personally, but yeah, I mean, there's elation, excitement, satisfaction. I'll stop naming adjectives. There's all of that that happened, and then there's also a lot of North Central fans that made the trip where there's obviously disappointment, but it wasn't much of a surprise, I think, in what we had talked about Friday night versus how it panned out. So, yeah, as far as emotions go, there was a lot of them after the game. And when you win your first conference title in nine years and only do it for the second time in program history, obviously it's a big deal, and especially with what's happened over the last four years. Okay, we're finally in a championship. Now can we seal the deal? Yes, we did. So it felt like for large portions of the afternoon, it's going to happen. But still, when it does happen, it's a special moment. And as a coach, player, fan, supporter, you never want to just watch that moment and just feel nothing and just ask yourself, well, when's the next game? We were supposed to win this one. Let's move on. No, 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 no. I know you know this, Wyatt. I know most of our listeners do, but... That's what's interesting about championships. Even when you win it convincingly, you still want to like sit there for a moment and be like, okay, this is really cool. Like, let's not let this moment pass by. And I think, you know, UNW absolutely did that. Yeah, the reason I ask is because we had to, you know, pull uh, duty on different games today. It was not standalone games, which we talked about on the uh, semifinal recap. We wish that they were and that we could have, you know, watched them both. But I let you handle that one. I was mainly tuned in over in Mankato for that one, which was a great game as well. And uh, we'll, we'll get to both, and I'm sure each of us will have more to say on one game than the other. But, again, congratulations to those two teams. And uh, now we go from here and see what kind of a draw they get in the national tournament, if they can maybe make some noise and make the conference proud at the national level. So really looking forward to that. We won't speculate too much about that or what's going to happen because we don't know yet. And, Ryan, as you mentioned, as we hopped on here just a little bit ago, before we hopped on, I should say, we knew already who they were playing last year. 
So we maybe got an opportunity to look at those matchups. This will be more so just recapping the games. And it's about as yeah. instant of a reaction as it can be because, you know, yeah. you, you had to take care of some things uh, at the Erickson Center and with editing by the time I get this wrapped up and everything. Like, it's it's going to be out later on a Sunday night. But don't, don't get us wrong. This is about as instant of a reaction that we can have. So with that being said, where do you want to start? Do you want to go ladies first and start at the game you were at, or do you want to head on over south to Mankato and talk about that one first? Yeah, I mean, we can go ladies first. We started with the guys, I guess, on Friday, so we can uh, flip it to uh, sure Northwestern, North Central. Do you have any just grand standing opinions, like I've said before in the past? You know, I was in the gym, and I can say a lot, but anything from afar where you would say confirm this or deny this from being there, or do you want me to just jump in? All I would say is, and you can answer this question when you go through, you know, your recap of everything you saw. Like I said, I was watching the Bethany Superior men's game, but when I did turn over every once in a while and just would check in on the score, maybe watch possession here or there, it looked like typical Northwestern fashion as they have been throughout the year. The first quarter was close. They slowly started to pull away, even with somewhat of a poor shooting performance. They were able to pull away and North Central, they just, they, they didn't have the firepower to match it and catch up. That's kind of the vibe I got. And uh, over the course of time, it, it just looked like Northwestern was in control and it was never really in doubt. So that's, that's all I would add. Again, I didn't watch the entirety of the game, but the few times I did check in and just looking at the numbers, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from it. Yeah, I would confirm that. I mean, that is basically what took place today at the Erickson Center, very similar to what we saw Friday night in the semifinal against Morris where Northwestern in that ball game had a slim lead after the first quarter. Same thing today, just a one-point lead. They outscored the Cougars 24-10 to Friday night in the second quarter. Not as much this afternoon, but still 20-8. to And so you have that cushion going into the locker room with a 13-point lead. Huge swing. I mean, in the last... 10 seconds of the half, North Central is trying to, excuse me, Northwestern first off is trying to push it down the floor and get a shot. They have a traveling violation. So then the Rams have six or seven seconds left in the half. Hershey gets a steal for Northwestern, then sets up Allison Terry, who hits a three with like a second left in the half to end it and then officially book that they have a 13-point lead going into halftime. So a huge momentum shift and an exclamation point for Northwestern heading into the locker room. And yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Wyatt. It's a comfortable win, 57 to 42. And even before I talk about the shooting numbers and quality of looks that went by the wayside for Northwestern, the story of this game is the rebounding. Yeah, it was only plus five, but Northwestern had 19. You know what? This is wrong. I got a hard copy here, too. Yeah, I was going to well, say this is. This is Ron. How? They do no, have no, no, no. For, I was reading them, it wrong. Yeah, no, no. They I have was reading for, it wrong. They have them for 19 offensive rebounds on the UMAC website and then 58 total. Is that what you have on the hard copy? Correct. I okay. was reading the wrong gotcha. columns. I was reading the wrong numbers. My apologies. They were not plus five. That was inaccurate on the glass. They were plus <laughs> rather 17. Yeah. Sorry, Eagle fans. You were plus 17, 58 to 41. And then, yes, 19 of those 58 were offensive rebounds. And especially for stretches – in that third quarter, I mean, they had a lot of them in the second quarter too, but possessions where North Central really is playing good defense, but then Northwestern time and time again is just outworking them on that side of the floor. And, you know, you look down the line here, the player who had the most of them, and I think almost all these, if not all of them happened in the second half, is Grace Landvik. I mean, she's a guard who's getting down there and making rebounds, and I don't mean to say, you know, Grace's name, like Grace Landvik. Like, clearly she's capable, but – 
your player who's getting the most of them is not your five person who's just grabbing the ball from over the top and kicking it back out. I mean, they're all crashing the glass and saying just because we miss a shot doesn't mean this possession is just going to end, period, for us. So, yeah, I mean, when someone like her has eight and eight and the Eagles just overall are dominating on the offensive glass and River Landers, you think about her, she has eight rebounds playing off the bench and she only plays 13 minutes and change. So I could go on and on with these numbers, but that was the story. Okay, now getting to the shooting, like you had mentioned. Yeah, not great. For Northwestern, I mean, if you told coaches Call, Goodwin, and Yost coming into the contest, yeah, okay, you guys, you're going to shoot 33% from the field, which, you know, that's okay. They've they've shot not great and won plenty of games this season in the UMAC and done it comfortably because they do so many other things well. But then you're going to shoot just 3 of 4 from deep. 3 of 4. I can't talk today. 3 of 24 from downtown. 3 of 4 would be remarkable if they only well, shot 4-3 well, balls. Ryan, to be fair, you've been doing a lot of talking today, so it's not yeah. that you can't talk. You've just done too much well, of it since you had to call the game. Yeah. I will, I'll slow down here a little bit if I can. So just 13% from downtown and mm-hmm. then 8 of 19 from the free throw line. For a really good free throw shooting team, 42% from the line. I mean, all those numbers are not good, and the Eagles are capable of a lot more than that yet they still won this game where it was comfortable the whole second half where you never were really concerned about the result at hand. And then lastly, for Northwestern, if you want to look at an individual, Megan McGow, she's playing in her first UMAC championship game in her fifth year as an Eagle after falling in the semis the last four years. And she drops a double-double off the bench, 18-10, and and just basically does whatever she wants. Whenever she wanted to quickly get to the right block and finish there, she did it. So... All that adds up to a convincing Northwestern win when honestly wide, if we want to put a letter grade on it, I don't want to act like it was a bad game because then, you know, Rams fans and other people in the UMAC are saying, wow, that's so disrespectful. But honestly, for someone who's watched Northwestern basketball throughout this season and seen all their games in the Erickson Center and understanding that nothing's ever going to be perfect, I get that. But I don't think it was over a B grade today. You could argue it was even a B minus for Northwestern today and how they played. They did a lot of things really, really well, like rebounding. But then, especially when you look in the second half, Wyatt, they had 15 three-point shot attempts. I would say at least 12 or 13 of those are off of kickout grade A looks. Hmm. They didn't make a single one. Hmm. They're 0 of 15 from deep. They only made three-pointers in the second quarter where they were three for five. I mentioned the one at the end of the half that was huge from Allison Terry. So this was a comfortable 15-point win, and it could have been much higher than that for Northwestern. And I give North Central credit. They were ready to play out of the gates. It was a very compelling opening quarter, a lot of intensity. Northwestern had some nerves, had a couple early turnovers where they just were rushing in the half court, and they didn't have to, and credit to North Central for kind of forcing their hand a little bit. But you could tell for some underclassmen for the Eagles, it was like, okay, this is a really big moment. Wow, like... We got to get our bearings a little bit, which obviously is understandable for so many players on the floor today. This is the biggest game they have played in their life. So eventually they get more and more comfortable. And it's what we've seen so many times where it's a comfortable win for Northwestern. And honestly, it could have even been more than 15 points. And as far as North Central goes, they got a ton of underclassmen that are going to come back heading into next season. So the sky is, you know, 
far from falling as we look to next year and Coach Zabla getting that club to the UMAC championship where they're in that position for the second straight year after losing four starters and a new head coach in, it is still a successful season, okay, to the Rams fans. Like, I know you wanted a closer game today, and to beat Northwestern would have been oh so sweet after they had beaten you twice so far this year and beat you by more than 30 on your home floor. But there's just really no question watching these two play against each other today Northwestern's just multiple notches higher in their depth and their skill when you compare them to North Central. That's just a fact. You can say that's offensive, but that's the reality when we watch the game of basketball. We talked about it on Friday night, and it played out that way today. Well, just to run a couple of things by you then going off of what you said there, just right away, one, I feel like we've talked about this throughout the course of the regular season as well. Northwestern's like the most dominant team that – is not sloppy, but just, yeah. you know, careless, not, not careless. I don't know what the right word is, but they don't always, you know, just look the part per se. You know what I mean? Yep. Like we haven't had a dominant team in this conference do it with such ease because they can play bad at times. They can shoot, like you said, like they did today, 23 of 69 from the field and still win a game by 15. So it's a unique situation uh, with them there. But on the other side of that coin, it's the mark of a champion too. I feel like when you don't play your best, but you still can win games and Northwestern's done that several times this year. So I think that just shows they were more than deserving to be the team uh, hoisting that trophy today and cutting down the nets. And they, they deserve that a hundred percent because of how good they've been all year and just everything that came together. Uh, I would ask you too. You know, we, we both saw it going this way. We thought Northwestern would win, win by about, I, I think we were somewhere between like 10 and 20 points when we, we did our uh, preview for this game and our instant reaction from the semifinals. That's why I don't like doing score predictions either. I can never remember what, what the scores were <laughs> that we picked, but I think we were somewhere around there. So with that being the case, it probably wasn't the way you saw it necessarily playing out though. Because like you said, both teams just struggled to score and uh, fine points and I, I don't know as the game was moving along were you sitting there thinking to yourself okay I imagine Northwestern pulling away like they are but I didn't think it would play out the way it did if you know what I'm trying to say yeah I absolutely agree I mean I thought Northwestern would be much more than 57 I think I said they were going to be just north of 70 points and we know that they didn't even get to 70 on Friday night I get it but they're obviously capable of it. They won 68 to 55 against Morris on Friday night. And even that night we said offensively, they really could have done more than what they did do. So I would especially give North central credit early for what they did. But like I said, especially when they got into their groove in the second half, there's great looks that they're missing left and right. And a big question I had coming in. And I said this back on Friday night when we talked is the two names I was looking at most are Megan McGowan, Lexi Hagan. Well, Megan obviously was dominant. As I mentioned, she passed all the tests. Mm-hmm. Lexi had a really good start. Two field goals, I think, in the first four minutes of the game. She didn't score since then. I mean, she. if I were to tell you, Wyatt, that Northwestern is going to shoot 13% from deep, 42% from the line, have a minus six assist to turnover ratio, and Lexi Hagan's only going to score four points. You at the very least would say the door is open, right? I mean, we oh, don't know yeah. if North Central is going to walk through it, but the door is open. Absolutely. That's incredible. I, again, we were kind of talking about that, I feel like, in their semifinal game and throughout other games in the regular season. Like, there's stats that show up in the box score that don't reflect the score, but yet they're always winning these games and, for the most part, doing them comfortably. It's amazing. Yeah, and the biggest thing that shows, too, as far as if you want to go beyond the box score that you won't see here, 
just the quickness of Northwestern's guards, just that first step, whether it be Landvik or Shuck or Alice and Terry multiple times getting downhill where it's just that one step where it doesn't always lead to them getting to the tin and laying it in themselves, but it's setting up a teammate on a kickout or a drop-off to the other post for an easy deuce, and the whole time North Central's defense is scrambling. And then that pans out on the defensive side of the floor as well with how great the Eagles are with on-ball defense. And for North Central, Wyatt, something where I was just scratching my head looking at the stats at halftime, and, you know, it doesn't come down to two players, but we always, you know, stop and start any conversation, it seems like, with North Central with the freshman and the junior, number zero and number three. Mia, Ma, uh, I'm trying to think of how it, because, okay, I was told Monig before the game something? how it said, <laughs> and this is bad. Uh, it's Ma, Ba, Neg. Mabineg. Mabineg, okay. One of her family members came up to me before the game and said that, so I do appreciate that um, before the game. Her and Telso, okay, Wyatt. Mabineg and Telso at halftime combined 0 of 2 from deep, but they each only had one attempt. I mean, I don't know how they're not getting more looks, and they end combined shooting 1 of 7. Telso was the only one who made one, and Mabineg was just really, really struggling shooting again, Wyatt. She only played just over 11 minutes. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I was, I was going to ask recipe. you about that because it says that, and yeah. I didn't know if that was a misprint or something. But they just they nope. relied on their bench a little bit more, I guess, because she just wasn't feeling yep. it. Yep, especially in the second half, and we saw just like we did Friday night, the freshman, her fellow freshman, Destiny Hines, making two three balls off the bench. So you like her shooting better, and just some other options that you have. Lydia Schrader getting a lot of run in the second half. So you know. Bryce Brewster was a bright spot for them. I mean, she had a ton of energy early in the ballgame. You mentioned that in the recap, Wyatt. Even though yeah. she didn't score a ton Friday night, her defense was excellent. It was really good again today. And she was finding ways to steal the basketball a couple times, score in transition, get to the 10. She led the way with 13. So she's a huge bright spot looking forward for this squad. But, yeah, just offense is super hard to come by because Northwestern's defense is good. Don't get me wrong. But so often they just – under 10 seconds, so many late shot clock situations, and they're all looking around saying, who is it? And I know she ended up shooting it 11 times, but I'm surprised there's not more things set up for Telso because so many of those were getting downhill. She stopped, spins around, and as she's falling away, she puts up a shot that isn't a bad look, but like over the top of whether it would have been Hagen or McGow or you know even Shuck guarding her. It's just tough looks for her that aren't necessarily her game off the dribble. So I don't know why there's not a more concerted effort to get her in spots to shoot the three where she's a really good shooter. So I, there's questions with North Central's offense that I just didn't understand. But, yeah, all in all, I don't want to keep repeating myself. It wasn't much of a surprise today, and I think you labeled it so effectively there, Wyatt. That's the best way to put it. It's the mark of a champion. When Northwestern played multiple levels below their best, in my opinion, aside from the rebounding, they were excellent there and got after it big time. But all that is to be said, they could have been multiple steps better, and they still won by 15. So, Yeah, definitely says a lot about them. Again, congrats to them on the victory. That was, uh, you know, for, for them, great to see since first time since 2014. Uh, was yeah. it the crowd you wanted? Well, I know you had talked about that going great into it. You said, we, we better have a great atmosphere. I couldn't really tell from the live stream. So what, what would you say about the crowd? It was just about as good as it could have been, in okay. my opinion. And maybe we could have had a little more if I'm nitpicking, but all things considered, a lot better than Friday night. 
probably 80 to 85 percent full, but probably closer to 80 when I was talking with, you know, the numbers guru after the game, Mr. Bauman. What? He said maybe like 75 percent, 77 and a half percent full of the stands. But then there are some people on the track as well. It felt pretty full. Now, it was he, not some of the stuff we've seen before at the Erickson Center, but it was pretty good. He marked it for 822. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that seems like a lot. 1300s capacity. Yeah, but it was it was good. It was for sure good, yes. And North Central brought a good number as well, but a lot more Northwestern fans and students in the stands today versus what we had Friday night. So job well done to them. They got the message and uh, how it wasn't good enough Friday night, and uh, they definitely delivered today. So, yes, that is for sure worth noting. Yeah, and, you know, I it, that's just fascinating to me because I look at how many people were uh, recorded for the Bethany Superior game, 325, and I tell you what, Ryan, there was not an empty seat anywhere in that place. Yeah. Whether they it was around the track. They have way fewer and they seats. Do. I know you and know that. Do. I'm just letting our listeners know. It's not even yep. close. But, but yeah. that's just that's what's so interesting because to me it seemed like that atmosphere was, like, insanely yeah. loud and just incredible, which if there's anything else you want to add about the women's game, feel free. I'm just, you know – that that's what's no, I, unique to me. I I think that's a great point to bring up. And Coach Garvin's talked about that with us before, and we've even mentioned it. It's kind of like a band box in there, I would say. Because once you get into the gym, it's a nice gym, and don't get me wrong, but like surrounding it, there's just not a lot of space. So you don't have to get a lot of people in there and into a game for it to become really loud. So that's the advantage for Bethany. And they don't have to apologize for that whatsoever, by the way. You do what you can with the space that you have and they do a really good job at it in the big spots on the men's side and even on the women's side in the past when they've had some big conference tournament games and I'm happy to hear it was that way again this season and yeah we can move over to that and the only thing I would add is we'll have maybe just you know two more cents on North Central in a little bit and you know on Northwestern as well for that matter when we do our our letter grades at the end of uh this recording for all the teams in the UMAC those who we're playing this weekend, and those who did not, our final letter grades for this season that is now over. It's emotional, wide. It's over. Like you said at the start, sign, seal, delivered, Q, queen. We are the champions, but also it's over. It's all over. No more basketball. I'm sorry that you have such a yeah. pessimistic outlook on things right now because well, I'm still... Well, just, I'm just stating the facts. There's... This day is always hard for me. It, it's I normally know. fun, but it's also like it's the end, and it's like, well, this is unfortunate. I feel you. I hear you. There's still <laughs> two teams that are going, though, Ryan. So I get the conference Correct. aspects over. But, hey, we get to cheer them on, at least, at the national tournament. I, and, I, and I will. Don't get me wrong. I will. So Our, who will we be cheering on on the men's side, Wyatt? Well, Who's we know. It be? it's It's Bethany. They did it, Ryan. Never lost a game yeah. at home this year. It's just remarkable what they were able to do on their home court. They win this game 93-75. to This was the game that I watched. So I'll just ask you before I get into it, because I do have a lot of thoughts on this one. Do you have any questions for me? Because I know you didn't get a chance to watch any of it. Well, I'm going to ask the same question that someone, both you and I know, said he wants an answer to. Do was I know? this a do case? I... Yeah, if you saw the text, I think I think he... Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah. little bit now ago. I know. Now I know what you're talking about. Was this scoreline, when I look and see that Bethany got north of 90, because Superior let it get too up and down and didn't try to slow it down enough, or was Bethany just that good in the half court and in the times when they did have transition opportunities that there was really nothing that Superior could do schematically to slow this thing down and keep it under 93? It's a little bit of both. So... It, it was a little bit of a quicker pace right out of the gate, 
And like I said, the atmosphere was incredible. Right from the tip, the place was on fire. Uh, again, not an empty seat in the entire gym. Neither of these teams could miss Ryan in like the first five minutes. It was incredible. Like just Sagdahl was on fire. Walker was on fire. They each had like 11 points in the first like six, seven minutes of this game. I want to say like they were wow. just it was just such a fun battle to watch. Uh, Bethany shot 60 percent from the field in the first half in this game. And they had a stretch where they went cold for a while. So that just shows you how quick of a start they had because they, like I was saying, they could not miss. So it was fun to watch. They ended up pulling ahead a little bit. Another big thing in this first half that hurt Superior is, yes, they maybe wanted to play a little bit slower, but they were feeling it. They were getting out and moving. Fahrenholtz got into foul trouble. It was not his night. And, you know, that's tough in a big moment. It just it wasn't his night with the two fouls in the first half. They brought him back in late because, you know, they, they just needed him out there. But uh, it was not uh, his night, unfortunately, and that that was part of the reason I think Superior struggled in this game down the stretch. They just didn't have anybody else besides Javon Walker to go to. Walker was phenomenal. He had, I think, 15 in the first half, finished with 24 in the game, trying to will him to victory. But uh, the bottom line is you had one really good player on Superior. You had one really good player on Bethany. And the player on Bethany, Sagadol, had a much better supporting cast in this game. I don't know if you've seen the box score. Six guys in double digits. And the biggest thing, look at the guys coming off the bench. Riley Ashburn and Alec Sharma, 11 for 11 combined for 28 points. Are you kidding me? That's insane. It's insane. And they only played a combined um, 27 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, that's incredible. Sharma, four for four from deep, and he had two big ones in the first half, and then he had two huge ones in the second half. You could not believe how loud that place got when he hit his fourth one, and I think his fourth one. So it came after Superior had cut it down to 72-65. So going into half, Bethany extended the lead a little bit. They went on a 7 to nothing run. Uh, Nielsen had a jam. The place was rocking. They take a nine-point lead into the halftime break, 45-36. They extend it. They score the first seven of the second half. They're up 52-36. to It looks like they're going to run away with it. Superior just keeps chipping away. Walker was doing his thing. Another guy that deserves a shout-out from Superior today, and you mentioned him after the semifinals, was Levi Miguel. He did what he needed to do off the bench. He couldn't have asked for more from him. Highly efficient, grabbed seven boards, 15 points. He had a jam in this game as well. He, he was fun to watch, and that's a guy to certainly keep an eye on. But, uh, you know, he got going. Walker was doing his thing. They chipped back, got it to 72-65, to 65, and I'll have to pull up the play-by-play to know for sure how much time was left when that happened. I think there was like six and a half minutes, maybe seven minutes left at that point when they were able to cut it back down to seven. And then it was, I believe, uh, Madsen and Sharma. They hit back-to-back threes, got back up by I 13. 72-65 with six to go, and yes, then Sharma and Madsen immediately make threes. Yep, yep. and and that basically just uh, took any chance Superior had away. And, and, you know, they end the game on a big run, end up winning this game 93-75, to and, you, you know, it was closer than the score says because, like I said, I mean, Superior's a couple possessions away from maybe even making that closer, and then who knows what happens, but... Yeah, I mean, Bethany, I, I'm just super impressed with them. They they were phenomenal again today. A lot of different guys that can make shots. Again, the, the biggest storyline is the two guys coming off the bench. I mean, if they're going to do that, uh, there's there's not many teams 
not even in this conference, but in this region up here that I think can be Bethany. If you're getting that kind of bench production, just knowing the kind of guys that you have in the starting lineup as well. And another big storyline in this game that I was curious to watch, and I know you were too because we've talked about it, these two teams were connected through the transfer portal, Ryan, coming into the year and the two guys that left superior and were on Bethany Xavier Patterson and Mason Ackley both had big games Mason Ackley and maybe we've used this comparison before he's like the Draymond Green for for Bethany what what Draymond is for the Golden State Warriors he doesn't necessarily score a ton but the dude had 14 boards today and, and he had four offensive rebounds to keep possessions alive he added six assists absolutely incredible that was fun to watch him guard Walker too because he was the one that was yeah. on him and those two that was a fun battle all day Walker got the best of him for the most part but Ackley certainly did his job as well today so it was really fun to watch those guys in that moment you know, playing against some of their former teammates and coach in a big spot, and they delivered. And so you're happy for Bethany. They, they've had a great year. They deserve it. Never lost a game at home. And uh, just, just an incredible game right from the get-go. And, uh, yeah, really, really fun to watch. So heck of an atmosphere. I'm trying to figure out why when Joseph Fahrenholtz picked up his second foul. Yeah. Because I see he picked up one seven minutes into the game, and I don't know if he had one before that because he had foul trouble early, like you mentioned. But then in totality, he only ends up playing 20 minutes. When just, 24 is only on the floor for half the game, I mean, they can't win. I Here's the deal, Ryan. I hear you. But at the same time, I don't fault Coach Polkowski for not having him out there either. It just wasn't his night. He, okay. he, he was not... You see what he ended up shooting. He was three for nine, I want to say, and they, they kind of yeah. had him flustered, and he just – it was not his night. So they were trying to get some uh, production elsewhere. And like I said, Miguel came off the bench. That was a big reason why he got more minutes, and he was taking advantage of that opportunity. So they just rolled with the hot hand at that time. And So, uh, so being smaller maybe just is better against Bethany in some instances. That could be part of it too. It was tough to try and have him match up, and that was going to be something – early on at least that it looked like they were going to try and exploit was Fahrenholtz with Nielsen on him because they were bringing him out a little bit to try and make him defend on the perimeter and Fahrenholtz did have five points early but then once he came off with his first foul and then he picked up the second one later which again I don't know when it came but he, he just never got back into a rhythm and, and so that that was the problem there with him so I agree with you he needs to play more but at the same time I don't fault the coaches for for doing what they did because Miguel sure. was having a great game and uh, they just they, they needed a spark somewhere else. So, yeah, I'm impressed by Javon. I mean, you said he had a great day, and just looking at the box score where he's only off the floor for three minutes, and for a guy who, in a lot of stretches this year, would defer and maybe be more of a facilitator, even when he can score. I mean, we talked about on Friday night when Mr. Bauman listed how many great performances he's had down the stretch of you know 20 plus point games and how good he was Friday night in their win against Northwestern I mean 24 and 5 for him 10 and 19 from the field like he couldn't have asked for anything more of him but yeah like you said I mean just not enough around him and we talked about it coming in the depth it's on full display obviously today and Levy Miguel did a, a really nice job off the bench like you mentioned but I agree with you. You cannot compete with 28 points from two guys who only play a combined 27 minutes and don't miss a shot. I mean, yikes. I, we heard Coach Garvin last weekend, Wyatt, talk about how great their leadership has been in the seniors who don't get to play a lot all the time. 
But Alex Sharma has consistently got some minutes and played in spurts throughout the season. I mean, how about that for that dude? Yeah. Who doesn't miss a shot? And like you said, the whole place just absolutely exploding when he makes his fourth triple. I mean, how do you think the senior out of Heartland, Wisconsin's feeling tonight? I mean, the dude's got to be on top of the world. It's a storybook ending for him. I mean, it, it really is. He was he was incredible. Every time he shot it, it just seemed like it was going in, too. Like, I, there's just that feeling you have when, you know, you don't even have a good angle on the shot, let's say, but you just can tell it's going in. And, and that was yeah. every single time he shot today. So... Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. There's your there's your padlock stats from the game. It's that the two guys come off the bench, go 11 for 11, score 20 points, and as a team, they shoot 11 for 24 from deep. If Bethany's doing that, like I said, there's yeah. not not even just in the UMAC, but let alone the region, very many teams, if any, that can beat them. So they're they're that explosive, and they're that dangerous. So it was definitely a uh, fun game to watch, like I said, and having six guys in double figures and. Uh, Bethany, they deserved it. They were the number one team all year. I love what Superior had done this year, and it was really fun to watch them grow. They got a lot to be excited about moving forward, but uh, Bethany was the better team, and they'll they'll represent the UMAC well in the national tournament too. Not that Superior wouldn't, but it's going to be fun to watch Bethany and see what kind of a matchup they get because I think if it's the right matchup with the yeah. kind of players that they have, they could make some noise like we've seen other UMAC teams do in the past. I'm going to figure out here shortly because I was talking about it with someone about an hour ago on the other side of campus who won the Mayak because now I, oh, I and yeah. we don't know the matchups again at this point, but I wonder if Carlton actually, they did it. Wow. What that, I mean, we're not going to have time to get to that, but that's a story <laughs> in and of itself wide. I mean, Carlton went from zero to hero with a first year head coach. It's not going to be St. John's because I was going to say if St. John's won, can you imagine? There's no way the committee St. John's would have won today and had the auto berth. Mm-hmm. You can't send Bethany to St. John's, the Mayak champ. Yeah, you can. We saw what they did to him last time. We saw what <laughs> Northwestern's done to him. They want no part of another UMAC team coming into Sexton Arena. And, well, it's not going to happen because they're not going to the tournament. Could Bethany go to Carleton and we have a showdown in Northfield? I don't know. But uh, I don't... Carleton wins by 10 today in uh, Northfield. Not that anyone cares about that, but it's a, it's a possibility. Oh, it matters. It matters, absolutely. So I... I, I got to be honest, that is shocking. I didn't follow the Mayak much this year, but I kind of ripped on Carlton at the beginning of the season and said they, they were one of the Northwestern. They, yeah. I said they were one of the worst teams <laughs> I've actually seen, and now they go and win the Mayak. So I don't know how that's even possible, but their three-point shooting's been incredible. I guess that's what it is. They, their three-point shooting, and uh, which it was good that night too, but. Yeah, that's that's incredible for me to hear that. So congratulations to them. But I, I doubt Bethany plays a Carlton in the first round. They wouldn't be seated high enough, would they? Carlton? There's no way. Well, and also, I mean, the Mayak now just wants to avoid the UMAC at all costs. I mean, they're telling the NCAA, what do we have to do to make sure that we don't play a UMAC team? I, I think I don't, that's a reality. Do, do they have that much of a pull? I mean, maybe when St. Thomas was but there, they're but asking, now that St. Thomas they're at least isn't asking. there. <laughs> I don't I, know. I would, I would assume, and again, I mean, we saw this last year. Northwestern got a three seed on the men's side, so they weren't necessarily yeah. the four where they had to play the host. But if they're going to play a host... You, you want to come from the Wyack, like a Whitewater or an Oshkosh or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Let me go find out who won the Wyack as we're talking about. Yeah, this I mean, we don't need to get too far not? down like the yeah, rabbit hole here. Yeah, because these are going to but... be set tomorrow. But but yep. it is fascinating, and I like that you bring up, and let's just do a hypothetical really, really quickly here, Wyatt. Compare last year's Northwestern team 
mm. who won the UMAC title convincingly against Crown. Bethany wins it convincingly today. And it's interesting, Wyatt. I think we got to give credit to Coach Garvin and his whole staff. I mean, obviously their talent is incredible and in how deep they are, as we've said so many times this season, including looking at the matchup today. But we've seen a number of times this month, down the stretch this season, where it's been tough to get it all working together offensively and shoot as well as they did and be as good as they were on the glass. I mean, add it all up, Wyatt. They shoot 56% from the field, and like you mentioned, they shoot 46% from deep. Those are great numbers. But add on top of it, you're a plus nine in the assist to turnover. You don't just score 93. You have 22 helpers. And add on top of it, you're plus 13 on the glass. Obviously, those numbers are not going to be the same exact thing necessarily on Friday night, but... It's not just like, yeah, they shot the lights out. They're a super small team who can't really rebound, and they don't share the ball a lot, so it's a lot of guys just getting their own off the dribble, making plays happen. It's it's not that. So that all those numbers point to this is great team basketball that in a way could be replicated potentially later on this week, and officially winning the WIAC was UW-Whitewater. So, And you and I have seen a team in, you know, the UMAC go to Whitewater and should have won the game, and it didn't end that way. Well, and not not only that game specifically, they've gone there in the past, though, for that matchup, too. So it's very, very much a possibility that that could be where they had. Again, we'll just have to wait and see how the selection committee values Bethany because they maybe aren't going to be a four seed. They're 23-4. and They never lost a home game this year. I mean, they don't really. Yeah. Amen. It's a program record. I mean, they broke yeah, the record on they, Friday night. Now they're adding on top of it. So does the UMAC get more respect wide? How how they did last year. wild would that be if two straight years a UMAC team is the three seed in a four-team region on opening weekend? I think we see it with major college basketball at the Division One level, even where some conferences have started to build themselves up. Like look at the Mountain West, for instance. Like not even that league. long. Well, I don't know if there'll be a four bid league this year. Now it uh, happened the other night. Yep. Yeah, no, they they got beat on buzzer beater the other night. But uh, y- you know what I mean? Like even just a few years ago, a while back now, they would have been considered, you know, just another lowly mid-major yeah. conference, just a They're one just bid cute. league. Nothing you know? to worry about. Yeah. Yep. But now look at where they've risen up to. And not only are there multiple teams coming from that conference, but they're getting respect. They're getting seeded high. Colorado State was the sixth seed last year, and now they, yeah, they lost. Big body they, David Roddy couldn't beat Hunter they, Dickinson. That they messed that up. You yeah. probably didn't see Hunter Dickinson's uh, shot yet today, I suppose. You'll have to look that up later. That I haven't was seen any D1. No. Yeah, that was that was incredible. So just a little <laughs> side note there, and for those that are listening at a later time, you probably know what I'm talking about. But my point in making that comparison is there's no reason Bethany couldn't get a higher seed than a foreigner region. I mean, if Northwestern was going to get one last year, why not Bethany, too? I would say those two teams are very much at even strength, even level with sure. each other, I would argue. That's where I thought you were going to go. You were going to ask me for a second if I were to compare those two teams, who would win? Yeah. I, I thought you were going to ask me that just straight up. And answer, I don't know if, Answer that question. I don't, go ahead. I don't know if I could, honestly. That would be a, <laughs> be a heck great of a game. game. It would. Yeah. It, Drew it Sagdahl really would. against Noah Alm. I mean, Sagdahl, well, hey, Sagadol hey. was there last year for a little bit, and it didn't Listen. You know, pan out exactly, but... Listen, I love Sigdal and he's been great, but nobody's on Noah Alms no. level from He's from one of the best year. we've ever seen in this. One league. of the best yep. in the entire conference. He's up there. But but the depth of Bethany this year would it have at least tested Northwestern last year for sure, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, if Bethany's on fire, like even just shooting the way they did today and getting the bench production. If those two teams played ten times, I honestly could see it going either way every single time. You know what I mean? Could be a five five, could be a eight to two, ten zero. I mean, you just any one of them could win on any given night. It's just you know, a couple I'm, of small things that would determine it. 
I'm going to miss basketball really badly in a few months. And maybe we can even wait till this summer, but let's make this, let's make an exhibition happen in like June. I hear Noah still laces it up from time to time at the Y he's in good shape, but we can get <laughs> Wally back in shape in the next couple of months. Let's make it happen. Why can't we make this happen? Coach Garvin, I, Coach Groves, I I think they would like that. It's I good feel for the like, league. I feel let's like stream we got... it. Let's get some people in. Let's make some money for the conference. Let's donate some stuff to the food shelf. I mean, why can't this happen? I feel like we got bigger things on our plate than <laughs> for me and you to make this happen. But if you want to float the idea out there to hey, somebody else. We're idea men, Wyatt. We came we up with the great idea. Someone else can, you know, deliver on it. All right. <laughs> I like it. I don't think it's going to happen. I hate to break it to you, but I know it'd be but fun. It would be cool. It would be cool. hypothetical. Is, yeah. Do you have any other final thoughts on Bethany and just their season? Like I said, I mean, I, I tried to keep notes and do that as orderly as possible to hit everything I wanted to touch on from the game today. But I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a great performance and uh, they, they deserved it. There's no question about that. They, they are a heck of a team and uh, there's a reason they were the one seed, just like Northwestern on the women's side, the top seeds won. Who would have thought? Yeah, and I would just finish by saying this, White. Yes, you know, they're 23-4 and four this season. That's remarkable. Program best. But there has been times where we've had questions in UMAC play, as you would expect. Okay, I'm not asking, you know, or expecting, excuse me, as we look back and say, well, with what we saw today, why didn't they win every UMAC game by 15? It That just doesn't happen throughout the course of a season and seeing teams multiple times. But what I would say is, Today was put on full display what you and I were talking about early in the season in November, seeing some of those non-con results and the run they went on to start the season. And when you compare the depth they have and the scoring they have and the length they have to teams that they're playing against, this is the best version of Bethany. This is the Bethany you and I were talking about before conference play even started and we're like, they got to be the favorites and they may be the favorites by a notch or two if they can keep this up somehow. And so if you're a Viking fan, I think you should be over the moon. Yeah, it happened today, but also like what we've been saying, like you could win in the tournament and make some more noise and represent for the UMAC. And ultimately, Wyatt, like you said earlier, I'm not acting like Superior couldn't have given someone a run in the tournament. But when someone does something like this, there's no one else in this league on their level. And there's a reason why, obviously, with the name of our podcast and what we're talking about, trying to build the brand of the UMAC, we want the UMAC to be successful. So with Bethany winning this conference tournament, I think it puts the league in a really good spot when you and I just had that seeding discussion about them. Possibly, we don't know. We wouldn't be shocked if they are a four and playing a host school when we go to Friday night. But if they're a three in a four-team region opening weekend, wouldn't it be the most shocking thing? And they have a massive opportunity, and I think at least a puncher's chance, if not more, to represent well for the UMAC, and who knows? Do we have another upset in the opening round? And does it start to be the last thing I'll say, Wyatt, when we talked about Northwestern versus Pomona last year, and obviously it didn't go the Eagles way. And there's a number of things they wish they could have had back and a healthier Kyle came Inc. and the last shot by knowing all that, but we almost went into that game and you and I talking in the first half, like dare I say it wouldn't have been an upset if Northwestern would have won. I mean, remember what we were saying last March, could this get to a place where we start turning the corner now and I'm not acting like the UMAC teams are expected to win in the NCAA tournament because Northwestern is still different than Bethany and the fact that they had been there so many times and guys like Noah Alm are playing in the NCAA tournament for a second time. Like this is new still for Bethany, but they have high-level Division three transfers, Division two transfers, transfers within the UMAC coming to go play for them. I mean – 
I'm not calling them a super team because you you can build your roster however you wish to do so, and they have hit and hit big time, Wyatt, on transfers and developing guys within their program as well. It's all come together. But this is starting to trend into a direction where I'm not saying it's going to be their matchup this weekend, but it'll get to a place where our jaw doesn't drop anymore if, let's say, a Bethany goes out and wins on Friday. You and I will be ecstatic. Mm -hmm. Our eyebrows may raise, but we are no longer flabbergasted by the result, if that makes sense. The eyebrows uh, eyebrows raise and the jaws don't drop the floor, like you said. What was that, a week ago now? That was was when you came up with that that one? Yeah. 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 No, I agree, though. I mean, they're very close to, as a whole, not just Bethany, but the conference from getting to that point, I would agree. Even just superior season and how good they were, and they beat the number eight team in the nation. They made the conference championship this year. And uh, for parts of that game today, they were right there with them. So I think that just shows it's not just one or two teams. The entire conference is getting better. And like you said, they could be very close to something uh, very, very special just moving forward. What's the saying? And in this saying, it would be Bethany's the high tide. The high tide raises all ships. Is it something like that? You've had to hear I that. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I have heard that one okay. actually. Sorry something to leave like you out that. to dry. Some people but... listening are saying like, "This guy's a dummy." This is the actual saying. But I think it's something like that, and that's what we have in the UMAC right now. And it's it's similar on the women's side as well. I mean, it's we're talking about the men's side right now in Bethany, but yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be real interested to see the matchups uh, on Friday night, and they've earned their way to play in March. You got to earn March Amen. basketball, and they've earned it. So February uh, frenzy's over, but March madness begins. Yeah, it was a good run. The frenzy was great this February. I'm hoping it's uh, going to be good next year as well. But yeah, it's tough when you move to March. It's almost sad for the UMAC. I mean, they're still it, it is sad, for the but... UMAC. It's not sad for me. I mean, I still love March, so I'm not gonna. Well, don't give me wrong. I still <laughs> very much enjoy March. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Okay. Letter grades. We're going to give out letter grades quickly for each and every team in this conference, and uh, we'll start on the women's side, and then we'll work our way to the men. Just recap uh, what we thought of their seasons just really briefly. Ryan, uh, let's start, I guess. uh, Let's start from top to bottom uh, on the women's side, starting with Northwestern. For me, I mean, how could it not be an A, right? Uh, I mean, it's got to be an A. Is that what you would say as well? So it's not an A+. No, no such thing as 100% 10 out of 10 A plus, right? I mean, that's okay. that's my my philosophy, but it's an A. If they I mean, would I feel have like gone 14 and 0 in the regular season and never lost a game as they go through the tournament, maybe it's an A plus. But they had one blemish. They did, and you know they they had some things to figure out during the non conference stretch as well, and uh, just just all together an A. I, I mean, Ryan, just take the A. I mean, the A is pretty yeah. good. I feel like. I would. I never complained about an A as a student. I didn't complain about a B a lot of times either. But yeah, I will give uh, Northwestern an A for sure for Coach Call and his expectations. As we talked to him a few weeks ago, I mean, he did not expect it to pan out like this, and that the underclassmen would be as good as they were. So, yeah, an A for Northwestern. Well, the number two seed who ended up playing in the championship earlier today was North Central. And uh, it won't necessarily go in order like this, but I'm gonna. They're a notch below Northwestern. I with with all the questions coming into the year and a new coach and just different things going on. As the defending champs, doing what they did this year, I thought they were very, very good. I'm gonna go as high as to give them an A minus because I didn't expect this out of them this year, and they were able to deliver and uh, prove a lot of people wrong. I think throughout the course of the season, so they get an A minus for me. Yeah, I like how you're laying this out. And the thing that I think of most when we do these letter grades is how did the 
expectations compared to the reality. And yep. I, more than you, I will admit, had a lot of questions about this team, and uh, a lot of people are saying, why do you have so many questions? You're disrespecting the defending champ. Well, it's like you said. There's a new coach, and four of their five starters were gone. So they still got back to the final in a spot where, yeah, the game wasn't as close as they would have liked it to be, but they made it to the championship circle once more. So that is worth something. Cannot give them an A, obviously, because they didn't win the season. But I'm giving them an A- minus in large part because I did not think they were capable of doing what they did this season with the changeover and roster they had. So job well done. A-. minus. Then you had Superior, who was the three seed in the conference tournament. They finished 10-14 and 14 overall. They ended up losing uh, in the semifinal game. A close one, a heartbreaking loss. Again, a first-year head coach. They get a B-plus for me, and uh, they they were solid all season long. And to do what they did, even when they faced some adversity through the midway point of the conference season, they came back, they battled, and they were very much close to playing in the conference championship today. Also, they were the only ones that beat Northwestern in, in the conference. Yep. So that's worth something as well. I'll give them a, a, a B-plus for, for their play this year. A for Superior. Okay. They didn't make the championship. They had to win on the last day of the regular season to get in. But it kind of felt like, all right, the wheels are coming off because this was too good to be true in the middle stretch. After a good start to conference play, you have a losing skid, and you're like, all right, it's kind of expected, really young team. You got a leader like Kalen Christian, but you also got a lot of pieces to this squad where there are question marks, a coach who's ultra, ultra young being thrown into the fire. I mean, what they did is incredible. Even though they lost in the semis, I give Superior an A for this season. Can't say I fault you for that. That's that's very understandable. The other playoff team, Minnesota Morris, uh, finished 10-15. and 15. They were 8-6 and six in conference as well. Lost to Northwestern in the semifinal on Friday night. Uh, this this is one I've gone back and forth on. I'm going to give them a B-. minus. I also think it could be a C plus just because... Remember the expectations coming into the year. Yeah. And I, yeah. I understand, you know, the result on Friday night was more about Northwestern than anything, but still not not a great performance, let's say, in a playoff spot. And they just kind of got behind things from the very get-go this year and were playing catch-up and trying to play their best basketball at the right time. So, I, you know, that that's one thing to look at it as. But uh, they there was more to be desired for Morris this year. It's a B-minus for me. Could also be a C-plus. I'll be, I'll be nice and give them a B-minus. Yeah, before going into this, I had a C plus because I had just a little bit over average because C is the average, okay? So, folks, before you get too upset, C is the average. So, yeah, it's the expectations, and I set them coming into the season. And when we did our re-rank, did I still have them first? Of course, I'm in a location today where I normally have the paper in front of me with that information, but I don't have it today. Um, I can't remember if I picked them first or not, but it was second at the very worst, even when we did our re-rank. When we did our initial rankings, I picked them to win the conference, just with the experience they had coming back. They lost in the final last year, so many unknowns with other sides. And, yeah, it wasn't a bad season. And like you said, it was much more about Northwestern. But all that is to be said, you did lose in the semis, and like you said, there was some stuff that was uneven throughout the year. So I'd give them a C-plus. Then you got Crown. They were the first team just missing the playoffs at 7-7. Seven and seven. It's a B-plus for me, 
And the only reason it's not an A minus or even on the verge of being an A is because they did have a chance to make the conference tournament and they were unable to do anything with it on the final weekend of the regular season. So with that being said, it's going to be a B plus, but again, a first year head coach, there were not really any expectations for them. They had a couple of elite scores throughout the course of the season, made some noise, fun team to watch. And I think they've got a lot to look forward to in the coming years. This was not a disappointing year by any means. I know it ended in a disappointment, not making the conference tournament after, you know, they were in a great position to maybe do so. But uh, to be, you know, 7-7 seven and seven in UMAC play with a first-year head coach at a school that traditionally doesn't do a whole lot, let's say, they, they got something to be excited about. I'll give them a B plus. Yeah, I waffled on B plus, A minus. I'm going to go A minus because, I mean, you get Latsky back, but you lose Dom Urbino, who was a really good player last season. A couple other pieces as well. You're trying to put the roster together. You get Hecox in as a transfer. You lose a really talented up-and-coming young coach. You replace her with another up-and-coming young coach in Bridgeport, Tussler. And you think about it a season ago, Wyatt. They were the seventh seed and really weren't ever in the game against Northwestern in that quarterfinal matchup. And now, obviously, they didn't get the luxury this year of playing in the postseason because it was back to four teams. But they were right there on the last day of the regular season. You beat two, if not three, teams who are in the tournament. I'm trying to remember if they actually beat North Central this season because I know they beat Morris and Superior on their home floor. And when I look at North Central, they lost to them on the road and at home. So they didn't beat them. But you beat two playoff teams. So wasn't great because you didn't get in. I don't have an A because you didn't get in the playoffs. But other than that, 500 in league play and over 500 overall. I mean, big-time building blocks for Crown moving forward. I give him an A-. minus. Then you got a team that kind of went the other way. Bethany Lutheran, they had some stuff that happened throughout the course of the year, and then, you know, they they came up short and ended up finishing 5-9 and nine in conference play, which has got to be their worst record in conference play for a long, long time. They go 7-18 and 18 overall. What's a failing grade, I guess? If you get like a D plus, you still technically are failing, right? Can't you get a degree with Ds? Or no, 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 it depends on your program. Some programs I know here at Northwestern, you have to maintain even like a, a C plus or B minus average if some of them are more strict. So I guess it depends on the program. But you can have some Ds as long as they're not your average. So I don't know how to answer if D plus is a failing grade. They get a D from me. Let's just put okay. it that way. I was uh, the, that that was that was tough. We tough, didn't see it coming. Tough year. No, I, and I don't think anybody did. And again, they had a lot of different things going on throughout the course of the season. But yeah, I, I mean, to finish sixth after this team, you know, had been regular season champs a couple of times. They had gone to the NCAA tournament and had success and. Yeah, no, this this is a D from me. I uh, that, That'll probably be the lowest uh, letter grade I give out on the women's side. Tough year for Bethany. Yeah, it was so unexpected. And when you have a couple pieces, you know, unable to be a part of the team near mm-hmm. midway through the year and not with it the rest of the year. And as we know, with Haley Meyer, I sure will not forget that for a long time. It's unfortunate. I would probably give them a D and it's you know, tough love, but we expected more from them, even though you lost Hannah Geisfeld. We've just got used to them being right up near the top, if not at the top. And when you take into consideration the teams who were above you with first-year head coaches and a ton of inexperience, they got more out of their players, and you just didn't get a lot out of them if you're Bethany. And, you know, I don't know what the deal was exactly, why Coach Jones wasn't on the sideline when I saw him um, – 
play Northwestern on the road last weekend in the regular season finale. So I hope he's okay and there's nothing, you know, wrong with him. But you uh-huh. know, his assistant coach Emma was the one who was on the sidelines. So yeah, he's gonna have to uh think about some things in the off season and uh try to have a better twenty twenty three, twenty four. Then you got Northland. They went four and ten. They had uh, you well one one of the best players in the conference lead the way in Miranda Wagner, and they were fun to watch at times. And uh, again, I think there was some good there. And with expectations and and all that considered, I'm gonna go and give them a B minus. You know, they finished seventh still, so I can't go much higher than that. But considering where they you know were coming into this year and some of the games that they were able to have i i think this is not all lost on this season i was impressed with some of what they were able to do so i'll give them a b minus last year in umac play they were 0 and 14 and overall they were 1 and 20 you're 8 and 14 this season you're 4 and 10 in umac play big time improvements especially when you look at they beat a playoff team in minnesota morris who had everything to play for in the final weekend of the season So not only did you get wins earlier on, Wyatt, to build some mojo, you had a team playing for everything, and they beat them to end their season. So that says something for sure. First-year head coach, Lisa Phillips, tons of fire, got a lot out of her players. I almost went B-plus, but I'll give them a B because you're right. They were seventh, but, I mean, again, expectations versus the reality. The reality was for sure better than the so-called expectations for the Lumberjills, I think, this year, so I give them a B. You go first on this one. Your Martin oh, Luther Knights. Man. What do you do got I for me? Two, two and twelve uh, in conference, nine and sixteen overall. Yeah. What do you got? And I picked them fourth. I thought they were uh, going to get into you the tournament. You thought they'd be in that Just semifinal game? Missed it by that much. Just by that much. Yeah, the injury to Lydia fight in the second half of the season obviously doesn't help. But even forgetting that, they had the most returners of or tied for the most if not the most of anyone in the league Wyatt from last year to this year and I thought that was going to do something and I just don't know what I mean I could you know name four or five things that went wrong that could have been better yikes this is tough uh I'll give him a d I guess I could go another step lower than that because he would say well you picked him fourth and they finished eighth and they were two games behind the team in seventh but I won't do worse than that because I feel like what for large stretches of the season was their best player did not basically play in the second half of the year. So I'll give them a D. Tough L. I, I guess I'm right there with you. I'll, I'll give them a D as well. So them, them and Bethany are the only two that do not get a passing grade for this year from me. Uh, they Summer school? They got to come back? Yes. Correct. More extra work in the offseason for those two. Um, there's there's stuff to work on. There's there's really not a whole lot to be said, I guess, there uh, with that. But, yeah, I, I mean, not not the way they wanted it to go, I think that's for sure. So, uh, with that, let's move over to the men's side right away from the beginning. Bethany Lutheran uh, at the top. They ended up winning the conference tournament as well. Uh, just unbelievable year. They get an A. Uh, I don't think there's really a ton of explaining that's needed here. We touched on them already with the recap of the championship they, they've been great, lots of balance, lots to like, not just this year, but moving forward as well. And uh, certainly a team that could go do something in the national tournament as well. They get an A. Program wins record with a young head coach and almost everything coming back for next season. A plus. I don't, I don't know what wow. else they could have done. And it's an A plus because they're winning at least one game in the tournament. I don't care who they're playing Friday night. They're winning. Book it. If they 
win in the tournament, then they'll get an A plus from me. Oh, okay. I guess their season's not technically done, so you know, yeah. I guess it's not technically a final grade for them. Same with Northwestern on the women's side. Let's circle that's back true. to that. I move their true. A to an A plus if they win. Heck, I would if too. They, if they're within single digits in their first round game, because I think it's a different scale, I give them an A plus. Okay, your A and moves to an A plus Northwestern. Any win in the NCAA tournament is worth an A plus, regardless of how the regular season went. That's that's what I yeah. would say. Okay, Wisconsin Superior earned the two seed. Huge year for them and, and just kind of a stepping stone for their program. They beat a nationally ranked team earlier this year. We've already touched on them a little bit here. And uh, I'll go A- minus for them, kind of like I did on the women's side. If they would have won the championship, it'd be an A. But uh, came up a little bit short, but a lot to like. And they dethroned Northwestern three times. That's almost worthy of an A in itself, but I'm going to give them an A-. minus. I am going to give them an A. Forget okay. the minus. I'm going to give them hey, a straight-up A. You beat a top-10 team, like you mentioned. You sweep Northwestern. You lose three huge players. Two of them go to another team in your own conference, and you have your best season since joining the UMAC as a men's basketball program. Am I going first next? Oh, okay. I think you're back. Sorry, you cut out there for just a split second. Do you want to say what? go go through again what you just said about Superior? Let's just keep it rolling. Oh, that's here. unfortunate. I got the best it setup is. I've had all year I, long, I and somehow I was, it cut out. I was I, I was anything. shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. Let's uh, let's let's just uh, see what you had to say though. Say it again. Superior, I'm giving an A. Forget the minus. I'm giving them a clean A, like you mentioned. Sweepy Northwestern, a top ten win and you lose three huge pieces from a season ago, two of those three go to a rival in your own conference, it is your best season in men's basketball since joining the UMAC. I know you don't like it right now because you fell in the final, but what a season, Jackets. And they're another team, Wyatt, where next to everything will return, I believe so, next season. Yeah, no, I I, I understand the reasoning for an A instead of an A- minus there. Northwestern, this is interesting because, you know, they made the conference tournament. They had a winning record, all that great stuff, but it's not the typical Northwestern team we're used to seeing. They get a B-minus from me. I, uh, I Again, there's some good there, but there's a lot more questions, I think, more than anything uh, from this season heading into next year and just the way it ended even, too, and uh, knowing what they'll lose going into next year. They get a B-minus from me from this season. I agree with you. I was fiddling with maybe doing, you know, a C plus because the expectations are so, so high for that club as they should be. You know, when you win 10 of the last 12 UMAC tournament titles, even when you lose good players, you expect to just reload and be near, if not back to that spot. Tough start, obviously. And I don't give them a C plus because they kind of righted the ship, Wyatt, in that stretch from January to February and got themselves in a good spot where the one was up for grabs and so many things. They end up dropping on down to the three, but they did right the ship. And it was obviously a disappointing end of the season where you lose three out of your last four games. And the two teams who are in the UMAC final were really tough on Northwestern. Yeah, next year is going to be interesting, but I uh, give the Eagles a B minus as well. Then you got Minnesota Morris. They were the four seed on the men's side. And, uh, you know, in a year where a lot of teams took a step forward, they were another one, I, I think. And, and the defense, again, which is something we touched on, was a lot better this year than it's ever been for them. And for that reason, 
I'm going to give them a B plus. I, I don't know what more could have necessarily been expected after the last couple of years for them. And, uh, you know, they had a lot of expectations last year that they didn't hit on. This year they did. And, and, you know, they were for a while against Bethany in that game in the semifinals too. And so to make a playoff berth and to have the wins they did on the road this year in conference play, uh, they get a B plus for me. I thought it was a very solid year. Yeah, I thought it was as well. And when we look back to a season ago, 3-11, and in conference play, eight and eighteen overall. When you and I thought that that team was right on the verge of a playoff spot, and it never came to fruition, you lose some guys, you reload. I mean, I don't think you have to be too upset if you're a Morris fan. Yeah, you lost to Bethany. We kind of said some of this Friday night as well, but there's positivity moving forward. And they finally had some defense, Wyatt, for good stretches during the season. I'm giving them an A minus. I think it was a, a really nice year for Morris, and uh, we'll see what they can do next year. North Central just missed the playoffs with an 8-6 and six conference record, 15-10 overall, new head coach in his first year. I'll give them a B-minus as well. Uh, you know, there were probably questions if they would uh, even be in contention to make the conference tournament coming into the year. And, you know, they lost some guys as well off a team from last year. And uh, they, they had a pretty good year, all things considered. Uh, a couple losses I'm sure they'd like to have back. But overall, uh, not all bad by any means. They'll, they'll get a B-minus from me. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I mean, like you said, a lot of different factors when we look from last year's team to this year's team. I'm going to give them a B. Sure. I know they would have liked to get in, but you're a tiebreaker away from being into the conference tournament, and now the questions really start going into next year when you don't have Micah Filer and how you replace that scoring is going to be very interesting. Then you got Crown, and, uh, well, knowing what we knew about him last well, year, what? Ryan... <laughs> I can't give them a passing grade. I, I yeah. uh, They brought everything back. Remember yeah, that? Exactly. And, you know, they were in the conference championship, and the expectations were so high. They knew it coming into the year, and they just they didn't they didn't deliver on them. So it's tough, and there's a lot of what-ifs with the way they played towards the end of the year and when Cade Carroll was healthy and a lot. I get it, a lot that went into it. And, you know, they still are a very talented team, but bottom line is they didn't get it done. And uh, they get a D from me. I just I, – th- this was a team – that had a great opportunity, and unfortunately, it just didn't come together this year. Yeah, I can't fault you there. Um, I was going to go D minus, honestly. I was going to go just just a level above uh, the lowest. So I, I guess I will stick with that. And you know, polar fans, if any of them are still listening to this podcast this season, you can be upset about it. But it also just says how excited you know you and I were to see what was going to happen for them this season, and how disappointing it is. And you know, I don't do an F because they had a nice, strong finish to the season and had a nice win against Bethany and made some things happen down the stretch. But, man, you wish you could have a lot of things back, obviously, for this season. And they hope that they look forward and say, you know what, next year is going to be more successful. But, Wyatt, I mean, with the guys they're losing potentially, I don't know, you know, with extra years and all that, I mean, it could be another tough year next year for Crown potentially. So we'll wait and see. I think they're disappointed in themselves too, though. I mean, I, yeah. I doubt they have an issue with this because they know they uh, they they didn't live up to what they were even hoping for. So, yeah, yep. t- it's tough. It is what it is. Northland they finished seventh in the conference, three and eleven, five and twenty overall. It's it's interesting with them uh, because you know they played in some close games. They did get the three conference wins, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I can give them a passing grade either. I guess I'll give them a D plus, so it's a little bit better than Crown because the expectations weren't as nearly as high. 
But at the same time, I, I think they definitely could have done better than the the three and eleven and. I don't know. This was a year where a lot of things were opened up in the conference and they didn't really take a step forward. They didn't necessarily move backwards per se, but they definitely didn't take a step forward. They get a D plus from me. Yeah, they didn't go forward. I mean, they had five UMAC wins last season. They had the big one early on in the year against Bethany. They had just three this year. I mean, we've at least had some touch points the last chunk of years, Wyatt, where we can say, okay, that is where you know what, they really rose to the occasion and had a game where not a lot of ex- people would have expected to win, but at home, they beat a team maybe they shouldn't have because they protect their home floor in some of those spots in the UMAC. Didn't really have that this year. I mean, they darn near almost beat Morris to close the regular season last weekend, but there's no real thing that you can point to. I mean, the the win at Morris was nice, for the record. I mean, I think that's the win of the season for Northland, but then the yeah. other two are both Martin Luther. So... The win at Morris. I mean, what? How do you how do you value that? I guess I would say D minus. I mean, for for Northland, not that wow. the expectations were super super high for them, but at the same time, you had a lot of things back. I'm trying to remember even what you didn't have back really for main players last season when you won five UMAC games. I mean, you had Brennan back. You had Langston Flowers, who was really good. You had But Velas. I mean, I think you had really most things that matter going into this season and you had two really capable scores and it was a tough result at five and 20 overall. So yeah, interesting to see what they can do next year. And now the Knights, Wyatt. Well, I let you go first on the Knights on the women's side. You can go first on the men's side too. What do you got? Oh man, I'm curious. Are you going to be mad if I say a D minus? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's different than the woman's side. The woman's side, I picked them fourth. That's true. I did not have the same expectations on the men's side. Hold Two on. years ago with their men's team, I did. What, Two what years did you, ago. What did you give them on the women's side again, just to be clear? A, I gave them – didn't I give them a D minus? Uh, you can't even remember. I Or was I higher than that? It, it is hard to remember. It we wasn't an F like is what you're saying. Ago, but, yeah, I don't. I didn't give them an F on the okay, women's side. Okay, and you're not going to give Martin Luther an F here? No, just because I didn't have any expectations that they were even going to be higher than last. Now, did I think they were going to go 2-22 and 0-14? and 0 and 14? No. I did not think that was going to happen. So the expectations weren't very high. They didn't meet those expectations. So by that logic, should it be an F? I, they, won, they won two games, so I guess, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to be Mr. Grinch to end this. I'm actually going to give him an F because wow. I'm just looking up and down the thing here, Wyatt. Wow. Tell me one game where even at the end they, I mean, I guess, you know, I should take that back. At Northland. They almost won the game. They were right there late. I actually, you know, was tuned into that ball game. They were they had one game, Wyatt, in all of UMAC play where they were actually like there and had a chance to win late. So credit there, but otherwise, I mean, <laughs> they beat Maranatha Baptist. Hey, come on. And now. they they only beat <laughs> they only beat Maranatha Baptist. They beat them at home and on the road. That's the only team they beat all season. Those are the facts. Well, Sorry. I'm going to pull Those up Maranatha Baptist quick. Maybe it was a better win than you think. Let's take a look at their schedule. They won four yeah, games. I... <laughs> Calvary, they beat Faith in overtime. They take overtime, but they did beat them. So. They okay. beat Calgary and Faith both twice. No, they you beat said Moody. said they won four games. They beat Moody <laughs> uh, Bible twice as well. So they, they got that going for them. Okay. Here's the deal. My words may be harsher than yours, but I'm not giving them an F either. Here's the deal. Like in any kind of school, whether it's high school or college, Ryan, you have to try to get an F, right? 
Uh, I mean, you almost have to I try. Guess so. I so, mean, the, you so, would say a lot to, of people who get Fs didn't try, but <laughs> well, that's that's what I mean. That's why I'm saying I'm not giving them an F because I don't think they were oh. trying. Uh, oh, I okay. think they were trying. Here's the deal: just like school, it's not meant for everybody. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It, it just wasn't meant for them this year. Like they, they, there was nothing. There's nothing I could have seen them doing differently. I guess to to have success. Like they, they were just overmatched and. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give them a D minus. They're they're not going to get an F. It it would literally for me to give an F, just kind of like it would for me to get an A plus. It, it would have to be the perfect storm. Everything would have to align. Doesn't happen. That's that's why it's so rare. And uh, yeah, I, I can't give them an F. I I understand though why you you did, but that's my logic behind it, I guess. Yeah, I don't have uh, anything else as far as grades go. We went down the line and did all of them. And again. Your, the asterisk for you is Bethany goes from an A to an A plus if they win on Friday night. Well, and that's, we both say Northwestern goes from an A to an A plus if they win on Friday night. Yes, and even if I no, I said A plus if they're within single digits, honestly. But sure, sorry. and and for me, it takes a win for both of them. And to be honest, even if we hadn't given them A's, if they were A minuses for whatever reason or a B plus, let's just say a win in the tournament would still jump them to an A+. plus. To me, that's an automatic A+. Plus. You, if you win an NCAA tournament game and represent the UMAC that way, you get an A+. Plus. You make all of us happy. You make Wyatt and I and every single listener and person who knows what the UMAC stands for happy. Yes. <laughs> How about this, Wyatt? I forgot this totally until we got a little further along. I don't know if they can have Carlton play Bethany. Why is that? You know why? They already played, played the each other. Season. Carlton hosted well, them on December the 30th, and it was a barn burner shoot the lights out. It was 99 to 91 Carlton. Who doesn't want a I, rematch? I, hear, I would yeah. be down to Northfield as fast as humanly possible if they are playing on Friday night. Because I've seen both these teams play in person. I think this would be utterly fascinating. I don't think there's any chance they do it. No chance in the world now. I, I don't think it happens either, not for even just that reason. I think there's other reasons why that matchup's not going to happen. Well, and at the Division One level, to your point, though, they've even said they don't look at it that way anymore. Like, they they're used lying. to. I, they're well, lying. and I agree. It's kind of like for the college football playoff where they're like, oh, we yes. don't care if they play. No, you do. You Garbage. Do. Yep. If you were just honest with us, we would at least have more respect for you. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> It is what it is, but I like I'm saying I don't see that matchup happening for a couple different reasons. Just because Carlton wouldn't be ranked high enough, you mean? That that's the main Bethany. one. Absolutely, I I I don't think they're gonna. What be What if this was a two-three somehow at a it, well, neutral? That would be the only way. That'd be the only way. That'd if be cool. those two went out to uh, you said it was Whitewater that won the WIAC. That'd be cool. It could happen that way. I guess it's yeah. a possibility. We'll see. That'd be fun. Yeah, I uh, I don't have anything else either. Um, you know, for the people that have listened all year, thank you. And yeah. if you still we're want to get done. in touch with us, we're not done. That's why uh, if you do want to get in touch with us, you still can. UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com. You can also uh, check us out on Twitter, unlike any other, the UMAC. And like Ryan said, uh, some more content coming later this week. And we got baseball. We'll probably take a little bit of a break leading into baseball season like we did last year, but then we'll hit the ground running with that and uh, look forward to the spring season. So anything you want to add before we uh, wrap it up, Ryan? 
No, I don't even like hearing the word sprain in baseball. Just you've be you've honest. had a tough day, <laughs> and uh, you've you've been doing a lot of talking with that game, and then this episode of yeah. the pod. So I'm sure you're probably just wanting to rest that. No, I get it. Yeah, I'm I'm kidding. When baseball comes, I'll be okay with it. I'm just so still much like in basketball mode, and I know it's like essentially over, but. Basically, my standpoint on that is we will get there when we get there, and I'll be happy when we get there, but we're not there yet, if that makes any sense. So, what? yeah, let's make some noise. We we go with basketball, though, Wyatt, as long as UMAC teams are playing. So if this somehow overlaps true. and Bethany's in the Final Four, we can't even talk about bas- or baseball. If Bethany Lutheran goes to the Final Four, we can't talk about baseball till they're done. Deal? You're basically saying it's a basketball <laughs> podcast is what you're doing right now. No, baseball's I'm not. Completely no, I'm not. I'm just saying I would say the same thing if then baseball season went into basketball season it, and there was a UMAC team you, that was going so, so deep in the tournament. See, we would have easy, to stop everything. Easy to say that, though, Ryan, but that will never happen because the seasons don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, see what I'm saying? That's fair. See yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not saying there's but anything we, wrong we with that. We go as far but. as we go with the teams, however far they go in the NCAAs, both in basketball and baseball. I agree, and that's the right way to do it because they deserve that attention. Like I said, you you win a tournament game for the UMAC and uh, A-plus season automatically. So. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Thanks for listening, everybody. And again, like I said, more content coming your way this week. Uh, Have a great week, and congrats again to Bethany Lutheran on the men's side and Northwestern on the women's side for their championships and great seasons. This has been another edition of the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC Podcast.